Hey ladies and gents, welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry. Our 150th episode, and finally, back together again after E3. I'm joined by Jordan, as you just heard. And, uh, yeah. And Dom. Yippee Kaye. Back together once again. Fourth of July Yeehaw. got in our way. A couple other things got in our way. We were finally back together. Um, I wanted all of us to be here for episode 150. It's not like we're doing anything grand or super exciting. I just think it's cool that we've made it this far. You know, it's a cool milestone. Um, we haven't talked to each other. Well, Dom, we haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. Jordan. Uh, and I talked about what we've been playing post E3. Um, so I guess if you want to go first, since we haven't heard from you at the longest. Yeah, man, I, and I got a list. <clears throat> so, first on the list, I mentioned a while back Elder Scrolls Blades, and I said really quickly, it was shit. <laughs> yes. I've been playing a lot more of it, and I will upgrade that from shit to it's a better mobile game. I'll say. Yeah. Um, what to get into first? There's timers, so you know you get your you get your chests and your your rewards, and you gotta wait an hour to open it or six hours, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which you can, of course, microtransaction your way into opening it sooner. Which is it's what it is. It never bothers me because after about 15 minutes, you get bored of actually playing it. So 15 minutes at a time. You know, now and again, it's on your phone. Is all you ever want to play it anyway, so there's no trouble in waiting to get the next chest open. Do you even like mobile games, Dom? No, I, I really hate them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know that there's, like, real video games that are on mobile phones that you could play. Yeah, so it's tricky because there, there's something to it where... I mean, even, like, say, Final Fantasy games are on mobile, right? But... Sure. Games designed for mobile, even though they're all they you know also include super predatory types of man microtransactions like I'm talking about, they're also designed for quick play sessions. And right. this one in particular, it design is designed to be used like with one hand and it's just whatever you can do it, you know, take it you know while you're taking a dump or whatever, just putz around, mm. go through one dungeon. It's it's super simple, but it's like yeah, you're still getting the the Elder Scrolls lore and the setting and the graphics aren't as good as obviously a console game but i don't know it's it's a neat little game i'm, I'm enjoying building up my so basically the premise of the game is you you start out and you're in a destroyed town and you have to rebuild your town you know you go out on quests get materials build new houses you know uh, all the other places you need to build and you know slowly but surely you rebuild your town so it's kind of it's got a neat little loop i guess so it's it's okay um, but I thought it was at least worth mentioning. It's it's above shit, at least. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, I praise. Um, yeah, I, I. I it, it's also another one of those interesting things where I've obviously not bought. I've not paid any money for it, and part of me thinks, oh, that's probably good because I'm sending the message to them that you know I don't really like microtransactions. But part of me worries that I'm actually sending the message of they need to do a better job of getting me. To buy, you know, the little crystal diamond things or whatever. Oh. That, that's always my concern with this kind of thing, right? Where you know, I might be better off ignoring the game entirely instead of playing it without buying the microtransactions because um, I feel like that's only going to make them try harder to get me to buy something. You know, by yeah, but often, or something. 
but often mobile games rely on whales. It's not like they rely on a huge pool of players all spending money. Most mobile games are lifted up by people who spend an exorbitant amount on it, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. I I don't I understand your concern, but I doubt they're even paying paying attention to what you're specifically doing. You know what I mean? They're like, how right. can we get this whale to spend even more money? I think is how they look at it. But who knows? Get this mobile games are gross. Whale. There's got to be. Spend I mean, more. yeah, that's probably their their biggest source of of income. A little bit of has got to be like the people that aren't spending money. How can we get them to start? Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a mobile game, so I. Nothing new and exciting to report, I guess. But anyway, after that, I don't know if you want to do this, Jared, but I finished Whoa. up Edith Finch. So that was a cool game. Yeah, I'd like to talk to you specifically about it because when Jordan and I were on, I talked to him because obviously he had already played it. So I told him about my thoughts in it, but I'd like to hear from you and see where we both sit on it because I finished it too in, uh, in the time we haven't chatted. Yeah, I mean, it it's like, it only takes a couple hours and... It's uh, it was it was interesting. I mean, there were some interesting stories that I enjoyed. I, honestly, I don't have that much to say about it. Cause like, yeah, it was an interesting game. I, I enjoyed you know, experiencing those stories, and it's like a walking simulator, right? So you're just kind of walking around this house. It's really like well designed and cool, crazy house, right? But um, but the Pretty, stories themselves yeah. were were wild and interesting. I thought they were pretty cool. There's a weird kind of fantasy thing going on. I don't really know how to describe it, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Nothing that's so, in my mind, but I'd like to ask you the same question that I asked Jared, Dominic. Um, were you uh, were you left feeling um, kind of underwhelmed by the um, the the curse plot on the family? Because uh, I thought that they Jared was like, you know, cool with it. He didn't have necessarily an issue with it. But I just felt like they could have gone a little bit further into whether the curse was real, what the curse was, you know, what's actually happening, whether it's in their mind or not. Um, so like I was I spe- kind of. I think my specific reply to you was, I wish they would have chose one way or another. Like I wish right, they would have exactly. chose the like. The curse was real and it was an actual thing that happened on their family before they moved over. Or it's a thing of like a self-fulfilling prophecy type situation where there is no curse. But because you're hung up on it so much, you kind of create the curse for yourself. They didn't do either of those things. So it was in the middle. So I was like, it didn't upset me. I'm just left like to to Dom's point. I think the individual journeys along the way were way more interesting than like the narrative resolution at the end. It was just like, eh. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really think too much about that. I just thought, yeah, it's just it is or it isn't. I didn't really care about whether that, yeah, the curse was real. It was just kind of like I'm trying to think of a similar story. It reminded me a bit of like Holes. I don't know if you guys read that book or watched mm. that movie. For like, yeah, so it's a similar. Yeah, that's, hell yeah. Yeah, it's a slightly similar thing. Digging like up them holes, right? Digging <laughs> up them holes, yeah. In that movie, you could debate that the curse was real, um, but they never like technically say it but they kind of like push you to believe that and this yeah and this game is kind of just it, it's kind of 50 50 they, they let you decide whether you want to yeah. believe it was real or not but i was fine that with is that, a great you know. poll there about like when you mentioned holes i was like where is he going with this and then like i've forgotten yeah. about the whole curse plot in holes so the, um, there's probably a better example of an, an analogy out no there. no i think that's a great example. <laughs> i think it's solid too yeah the the other thing dom that i told jordan is that 
I thought the game, like, graphically was, like, beautiful. Like, I think the oh, house yeah. was really nicely designed. The one thing that pulled me out and was very jarring for me was at the end when the camera pulls back and you see the boy go and put flowers on her grave. And I was like, that was one of the ugliest character models I've ever seen in video games. Like, it's, oh. like, disgusting looking. Because I had gotten so used to the rest of the game looking so, like, polished and, like, it just looks stylish right. and nice, right? It looked like a house you'd yeah. find in Portland and or something. And you put also this ugly little kid. Ugh. I've never understood indie developers that choose to put, you know, like, human character models into their game when they're really not necessary. Yeah. Because it is so difficult to do a proper human model. So, like, uh, Superhot's a perfect example. Like, those don't actually need to be guys coming at you. They can just be, like, amalgamations of humanoid-looking characters, and it still looks really great. Yeah, and for a game that focuses so much on your first-person experience it was weird at the end to be like let's pull out yeah. and show you this gross little kid we designed this for the gross rest, kid for the rest of the game being so beautiful you know it's, it was just sure. really weird yeah sure. i did i do remember thinking that that was like oh it's a person it just yeah. seemed a little odd yeah I'm, I'm with you but but no it was a it was a cool some cool stories um i the, the initial story right the first one you get to it it's like the the youngest daughter and i didn't i have no background on the game before going in so when all of a sudden you're this character and it's like, oh, okay, so you're being starved by your parents. That's weird. Then all of a sudden, like, you climb out the window and it's like, and I was a bird or, or a cat or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. shit, okay. That's what kind of game this is. We're turning into a cat. And then it obviously yeah. only gets weirder from there. But I didn't, it yep. just, that caught me way off guard. I was like, oh, we're uh, a cat. <laughs> since you're a trophy hunter from time to time, did you feel the need to go back and complete it? Yeah, I got all the trophies because after a playthrough, you only Ooh. had to go back and like do like it was like three the extra only... things I did, did I missed like clearing the pool balls off the table, a few things like that that you could just do chapter select and grab real quick. So I did, yeah. Yeah, so it only has like I think nice. seven or eight achievements on Xbox, and they're all worth like actually it has ten because each one's worth a hundred points, I think. Um, yeah, after one playthrough, the only ones I needed was to get interact with all of the uh, telescopes or. Uh, Right. Like uh, look, like look holes, and then the what was the other one I missed? Oh, to listen to the drunk sailor's entire song, which I actually really enjoyed. Yep. He sang that entire uh, sea shanty, which was really cool. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got all those trophies. That was a quick, quick hundred percent. No platinum, but that's all right. Um, so yeah, that was a cool game. I appreciated that. You know, free on PS Plus, so good deal there. Next, uh, Detroit Become Human. This is a great game. It's a really good game. I finished it one through once. Um, obviously, there's like whole I don't even know how many. A lot of variations on how the story can play out. Um, mm. Just you know, a lot of different endings and a lot of different variations in the middle too. Um, but yeah, I think uh, as far as like adventure games, this is like the pinnacle, the peak of just wow. quality in every every measure, right? And I, but I wanted to preface that by saying, in terms of, you know, adventure games, because obviously, like, sure, it's quick time events. Uh, it's did linear. you play Heavy Rain or Beyond? No. So first, yeah. okay. uh, first Quantic Dream game. It's good. It's worth pointing out too. Yeah. I was higher on Beyond than most people, so I've been. I, I want to get around to this game. I just haven't yet. Yeah. 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 It, it was really cool. Um, yeah, it's it's quick time events. Not not linear because obviously you choose what you do, but like you have to choose right there's not an open world or whatever the levels are just you're doing this right so that's how it's structured but uh, the graphics are stupidly good 
um, which is to be expected for you know this is a sixty dollar it's cheaper now but this is a full fledged like triple A game right um, PS4 exclusive right for Saying some reason that. I was under the impression that you had played this at launch Dom I don't know why no I had wanted to but uh, never got around to it um, and it worked out hours notice too to get it for free it was like oh this is our free game alright and I was bummed so out because it went on sale for like eight bucks and then like a week later oh it's free on PS Plus we swapped it out <laughs> thanks guys um, but no I, either way I, I thought it was really cool the story was really good I can understand why some people thought the writing was a little bit like I don't want to say cringy but on the nose right um, there's a lot of obvious comparisons um, the, the one that people always point out is like yep the androids have to sit on the back of the bus we see what you're trying to say there David Cage, right, is the writer? Yeah, correct. Yeah, and he's um, known for that kind of stuff. The kind of the same stuff happened in Heavy Rain and uh, Beyond, where it's like, yeah, I see where this is like a little too overt or on the nose. Yeah, and it's I I don't I didn't really ever find that as a distraction. It just wasn't it wasn't like jarring in mind revolutionary storytelling and those aspects of it. Um, but by far the best. Uh, the best part of the story and the best characters were the android cop and the uh, the human cop that uh, is kind of your, your your good cop bad cop like that relationship as it plays out through the game is really really cool um, and I'm not sure the other ways it could have went I just know how it went for me and from the start I knew where I wanted it to go and so I was driving that that was by far the, the coolest part of the story the other two characters were interesting but not nearly uh, as much so as, uh, as Connor and Hank as they're called, so I really Played enjoyed by that. By Clancy Brown, I think. Connor is the police officer or private detective, Android. or whatever he is, right? And then Hank is the revolutionist. No, Hank is, Hank is Clancy is... Brown's detective character. Yeah, so Hank Got is it. the human cop that Connor is partnered with. So, and right off the bat, I mean, if you watch even like a trailer for the game, you can see where all the character, like what's where they're supposed to go. So Connor is the he's the android that's assigned to seek out the deviant androids, right? And figure out why yeah. they're going. It's nothing, it's not a crazy revolutionary news story, right? We've heard it a hundred times before. I think that what it does that's more interesting is it, it's called Detroit Become Human. So like, I'm not spoiling anything by saying like, this game, in this game, like the androids are human, right? They, they plant that like pretty early on that like, yeah, they're, they have a soul or whatever, however you want to describe it. That's like what it does. Wow. To me, that's a little bit different. So that's kind of where they, where they're uh, that story is a bit unique uh, at least from stuff i'm familiar with so but yeah i really enjoyed it uh what else did i put oh of course the the piece de la resistance if i said that right okay uh, <laughs> i'm about 10 hours into red dead redemption 2 hell yeah i get it i definitely get it this game is is on another level of yeah holy shit, this game. You know what I mean? Everything that everyone has said about it, I'm like, yeah. Good and bad. But mostly the good parts are like, holy crap, this game is its nuts, like what it does. There's a handful of things that like drive me absolutely crazy that I don't like, but they're pretty much overshadowed, overshadowed by how incredible the world is and the characters and the everything the, from a technical perspective as well. It's like, it's super good, and I barely even scratched the surface on it, so... I have a feeling I'm going to be deep into this shit for a few more months. But so far, that's my that's my 10-hour impressions of like, wow, this is a game. 
I mean, when we look back on it, 2018 might be one of my favorite years in video games simply for Spider-Man, God of War, and that. Like, I loved all three of those games, obviously, some more than others, but, like, yeah, Red Dead's incredible, man. Yeah. Ugh, so good. It uh, is. I can just tell, like, it's it's special. Like, there, there's just so many things going on that I just, I'm like, wow. It's Not even... so good. It's so good in a lot of parts that it makes the, like, the controls or some of the other things that are a little bit frustrating yeah, I think more frustrating than they normally would be because you see how good, other like other parts of Rockstar's development can be. So it's like ah, it just it's infuriating because you're like, why didn't you just work on this too? You know, that's what yeah. sucks. But. Shout out to uh, is it cinematic mode or cinema mode where you can d- hit the touchpad, and you'll be riding through some planes somewhere, but it'll have the camera way out. Uh, like it's a cutscene. Oh yeah, changing camera so angles con- and stuff. Control yeah. your character. I think that's so cool. I don't know why more games don't do that. I know it's probably not the easiest thing to do, but like just having the straight up third person camera all the time, it's not nearly enough to appreciate the scope of a lot of games. And so I think that that's really cool when they're allowing you to see like how cool this game really is, you know, how cool this world really is and these characters, how they look from different angles and all that. So I really appreciated that part. The funniest thing too is Jordan, we always have this conversation that I mostly prefer first person and you mostly prefer third person, right? Like we'll play other perspectives, but that's our preference. I, I didn't play a single minute in red dead two in first person. I don't think I... Oh, that's true. I forgot that you could do red dead in first person. Yeah. And I just, I don't like playing those games in first person for some reason. It's not. But I appreciate the fact that they gave you the option. Exactly. Yeah. It probably wasn't easy, but they gave you the option. Anything else, Tom? Now, yeah, I tried the first person mode, and I was like, okay, it's it's no good. Yeah, I don't. It's cool that it's there, but I'm like, I don't know. Well, Hmm. first person car driving and first person horse riding are two different things, you know. Um. I, I know you also watch Into the Spider-Verse. I don't want to spend too long on it because I know Jeremy oh, yeah. and I still have some stuff to talk about, but I'm What's really up, happy Danger? that you enjoyed it because you're, you're like the least superhero person out of us three, so it's really awesome to hear that you like fell in love with it. Same thing. I have no idea what this movie was about going into it. I just knew it was animated, and just by the title, there's going to be you know different universes or dimensions or whatever, and, now, and that's Dom, it. Before... Spider-Man PS4, did you know about Miles Morales? Not really. I think, like, I probably had heard you guys mention it. And I, you know, you could put two and two together really quick. Like, oh, he's another Spider-Man in some way or another. But no, mm-hmm. not really. Spider-Gwen. What about Spider-Gwen? Again, same thing. I think I had heard, like, Greta Miller mentioned Spider-Gwen costume or something. In that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but holy crap, dude. Like, more than anything... Um, the music, one, was stupidly cool. But then yeah. all the – I don't even know how you describe it, but, like, all the, the effects and the animation. <laughs> yeah, that song is sweet. Yeah. So, like, a few minutes in, I, I remember thinking, like, okay, this animation is going to make me sick. I really don't like this. And then another ten minutes went by. I'm like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, this is just yeah. fucking awesome. Like, I – Combined with the music, I was just whoa. And then throughout, like all the the comic book, like the onomatopoeia <laughs> that pops onto the screen and the comic book panels or whatever, and all that stuff, and like, 
okay, the, the last thing I, I want to end on is the character model or design for Fisk. Mm. That is the dumbest thing. I, I should hate, I should not have any, I, I should hate this just based on that because that is so stupid and I don't get it, but I, but I love it. Oh, the over-exaggeration, yeah. How big yeah. his shoulders are. It's like, yeah. this is dumb. But I love this. He's still. a cartoon character is yeah. what he is. King yeah. is. And, and on the same note, I should absolutely hate, this is like the farthest thing from things I like, is a movie with Spider-Man Pig and a, a cartoon hammer. Spider-Ham. If you would have told me about this, <laughs> I would have laughed you out of the room and said, get this shit off my fucking screen. I don't, I don't want anything to do with this. I, that's dumb. I'll never watch it. No, it's, it, it all works. It all works flawlessly. And That's Miles comics, Morales man. was a really cool character. Um, all the voice acting was really good. I like the yeah. that they chose. I don't know his name, but the actor they chose for like the uh, the non-canon, whatever you want to call him, Peter Parker. Um, Chris Evans, or no, not Chris Pine. Jake Johnson. I think Jake Johnson. He's the guy from like New. Girl. Oh, you're thinking yeah, Jake. Johnson. Yeah, Jake Johnson. Yeah. It's a great choice. Chris for that Pine character. is the one that dies at the beginning. Spoilers. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Because it, it, but I mean, he's not, he's not the, part, yeah. the Spider-Man. It, 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 uh, it gelled so well, and it contradicted. Uh, now that I know it's Chris Pine, you know, the voice for the first Spider-Man, the original one, um, who you know had like a lot more like bravado and and um, nobleness, I guess. I don't know how to describe it to his voice. Tobey right? Maguire. No, the the original Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, in, gotcha. in this movie. Gotcha. In the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Was more, yeah, more like a traditional hero voice, right? And then you moved to Nobility. Jake Johnson. And he's a much more vulnerable kind of. I don't want to shit on that guy, but his the, voice the, the everyman Peter Parker, yeah, <laughs> right, um, yeah. But I thought that worked really well. The the con- contradiction there of like, oh, there's a there's another Spider-Man, but the voice actor change is like perfect to go along with who that character was um, versus the original Spider-Man. I could go on like so many things about this movie were so cool. I absolutely adored it. So nice, uh, Jordan. You want to go next? Si, senor. Um, I watched some cool shit too, Dom. I started watching a television series called Hannibal, which I'm sure you've heard of. Um, Holy fuck, dude. This series is wild. Um, For those that don't know, it's about the character Hannibal Lecter, who is a... Uh, cannibal serial killer uh, but is also like a genius psychologist and um, is actually in a lot of the stories um, helping the FBI find serial killers whether they know uh, that he is a serial killer and they have him incarcerated or uh, like in the series Hannibal where uh, they just know him to be a genius um, psychologist so um, this stars Mads Mikkelsen as Hannibal and Hugh Dancy as the detective, uh, well, special investigator kind of thing, slash teacher, uh, professor at, uh, the FBI that, um, is investigating a lot of these serial killers. And then, um, Lawrence Fishburne is, uh, kind of a, the head of their department, whatever it may be. Uh, in charge of them so all three are doing an incredible job with the acting um it's an extremely intense show uh, there's 
if I didn't know and you had me watch the whole series and then you told me afterwards or you know maybe had me guess what network it aired on I would not guess NBC in a million years because it is like HBO level of violence and uh, gore that you're seeing on screen so um, it's pretty wild and um, for the most part it is like a damn near flawless show I think maybe where the NBC part comes in is more the kind of almost procedural aspects of the other characters, the uh, surrounding characters that are part of this FBI team and that are working forensics and, um, you know, they're the coroners that are looking at these bodies. Um, that feels like a lot more of a stale kind of a cliche uh, crime drama so um, that's probably my least favorite part of the show I really enjoy you know when Hannibal's interacting with characters or when they're um, at a crime scene something like that when they're um, kind of going into these different serial killers because they're they're not just like searching for one they're going through um, almost one per episode basically so they have these new guys come into the show that are um, really quite interesting, and it's it's crazy that they're creative enough to continually do that. So uh, I'm really enjoying Hannibal, and uh, I'm sure I'll continue watching it. It's only three seasons that unfortunately got canceled early, and um, there's been talks of it coming back possibly online somewhere, but uh, nothing has solidified as of now in mid 2019 so um really good though really enjoying that show um and then i also want to give a huge shout out to the walking dead comic which uh actually just abruptly ended uh this past week it was um issue 193 and i mentioned it to you guys in our chat that they had actually not told they had not told a single soul about this, essentially, uh, to the point where they actually solicited three fake issues, issues 194 through 196, that uh, they had fake covers made for, and they even made up a fake plot line about one of the characters uh, that it was going to be involving. Uh, but it never came to fruition because the planned the whole time was to end it with 193 so it was a really cool uh thing that they did when i cracked into the comic and realized that it's 80 pages long i'm like why is issue 193 80 pages long like wouldn't that be 200 you know you think you're like just a few issues away from 200 like what the hell's going on and then um obviously i won't talk about any of the plot details but you can tell that there's a difference uh in the story and so you're wondering if like am I reading the the I wasn't necessarily think I was reading the finale but I thought that I was reading something that I almost felt like I was reading an issue that you know at the end like somebody was going to wake up from and be like oh that was just a dream because it was so fucking wild right and so then uh, when you get to the end and it literally says the end and then has these like six pages of Kirkman writing out, um, you know, 
the whole story of how it went down. Um, it was it was just fantastic, man. It was such a great ride, and uh, the whole comic series has been um, so 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 much better than the show. And unfortunately, I had to just stop watching the show after a while because no matter the fact that I've been with it nine seasons, it's just not worth it and is never going to be worth it for me so I had to give up on that but um, the comic no matter how long it's been going on has always been very strong and uh, for it to end in this really special and cool way was just so fantastic so shout out to that man Uh, shout out to Robert Kirkman uh, for the way that he's ended these two giant comic book series both Invincible and Walking Dead um invincible was planned ahead of time but was very was handled very well and was very um i guess you could say succinct in the way that they went out with that book so um really cool stuff there but uh yeah those are the the big shout outs i wanted to give and then i guess as far as stuff i've been playing real quick um i played some so here's what i did i went back because as you know Need for Speed uh, Payback in 2017 was a big disappointment for me it was basically built around the structure of microtransactions and it was just not a good game not a good Need for Speed game Um, and so I I stopped playing it so I've played a bunch of Need for Speed Rivals which is the original uh, Need for Speed game this generation and uh, so this time what I did was I went back to Need for Speed 2015, the uh, kind of soft reboot. It's really kind of a uh, reimagining of the Need for Speed Underground subseries. And so it takes place all at night. And, um, you know, you got a big open world city that you're driving through. And I just started that game over and have been playing through it and have played probably 30 plus hours at this point. Um, back into it, which I'd played, you know, probably more than 40 or 50 hours the first time. So, um, really great game now. I don't know if you guys will remember, but this is the game where they had the live action cutscenes. Uh, you guys remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, boys, they are just as awful as you imagined. I mean, like, sad that you're watching, even though these actors got paid, you're just like, ugh. The fact that you had to, like, do this shit on camera, this dumb shit, like, just being these fucking goofy-ass motherfuckers that are, like, acting all bro-y with this guy that's clearly got a fucking GoPro on top of his head, and they're, like, interacting with him. It's just so fucking bad. And for whatever reason, the first time around, I actually, like, watched the cutscenes to, like, give it a chance just so I could say that it was awful without being an asshole who hadn't even given it a try but this time I am skipping every single one that I possibly can um, and certainly not paying attention to the one that I can't so it's it's comically bad but it's still not worth watching and um, so that part is really shitty but the gameplay itself is really solid there's complaints that I could get into but I mean it's a it's a four year old game at this point and Uh, We're looking at a new Need for Speed later this year. I'm hoping that this is actually going to be a solid Need for Speed, solid arcade racer, uh, as opposed to the bullshit that we get with Payback. But I'm not 
uh, getting my hopes too high, especially since we didn't even see it at E3 this year, uh, which is pretty fucking whack. So we'll see how that goes, but um, I'm, I'm very cautious about Need for Speed 2019 at this point, so I might just be playing Rivals in 2015 for the rest of my fucking life, I guess. Well, and, uh, it's, and, and it's the 25th Paradise Remastered. Or is it the 20th? Oh, is it this year? Yeah, it's this year, because that's the whole point of when we reported on it, is that uh, the developers wanted to skip E3 to make sure the game is as intended at launch, um, and they didn't have to take time away from the game making a vertical slice for E3, right. especially since there wasn't right. even a traditional press conference, because they said they wanted to celebrate... Sure. I don't remember if it was the 20th or the 25th. I'm not a super Need for Speed guy, so I can't, like remember off the top of my head but it was one of the two it's been a, it's a pretty uh important anniversary for that franchise Long so hopefully they franchise, it. yeah yeah uh, is it everything jordan uh i also hopped back into uh the breath of the wild because uh, of course we have the sequel announced now and i played a bunch of that game but didn't finish it because i got too sidetracked in the whole getting caught up in the world thing so um hopped back in I've played quite a bit um, I haven't necessarily progressed very far in the story but I've been uh, playing a decent amount and uh, definitely enjoying it more this time because I know what to expect um, now that doesn't necessarily change how much I can't stand the fucking weapon degradation uh, because this shit breaks every 10 fucking seconds and it's so goddamn obnoxious um, but I've been I've been down that road on this show before, so I won't I won't labor that point too much. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lovely game in a lot of ways, and um, I think overrated. I don't think that it is quite the masterpiece that people make it out to be. But I am certainly appreciative of the massive amount of awesome stuff in the game. So yeah, awesome. Uh, I have a laundry list, so I'm not going to spend too much time on the non-gaming stuff. I'll just go through it quickly. Uh, so I'm three episodes through Titans, Jordan. Quick, mm. quick review. What? Uh, uh, be still my beating heart. You decided to watch Titans. Because the guys I like to watch that react to shows started it, so I was like, eh, whatever, I'll do it. Uh, Who's that? Uh, the Blind Wave guys. I've talked about them before. Because uh, they're the reason I'm watching Breaking Bad again. Which I recently finished okay. season four of Breaking Bad, or season three. Oh yeah. my goodness! The last episode I saw was Box Cutter, I think it's called, which I think you guys know which episode that is. Um, I don't, it's been so long. Box Cutter is the episode with Gus. Mm-hmm. I know, I know which one of that is. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, um, enjoying that, obviously when I finished it, I have some opinions on Breaking Bad. It's a great show. Uh, Titans... Episode one was okay. We talked about it a long time ago, Jordan, how it's like, hey, it's okay. It's, I'm not really going to want to dive in. Loved episode two. Episode three, in my opinion, is like one of the worst episodes of television I've watched. I thought the dialogue oh, yeah. was horrible. Jesus. Uh, but episode two was like great. Like I really loved episode two of tie-ins, uh, which is uh, Hawk and Dove. Um, and then episode Dude, three Hawk is... Hawk and Dove and that show are awesome. And then episode three is uh, uh, Origins, which... The parts where it's uh, Dick Grayson uh, with Bruce Wayne, right, getting into the manor, are really good. Yeah. Literally everything else in that episode, like the Starfire's dialogue is terrible. 
I'm still going to continue watching it, but yeah, I'm three episodes in, and I was Mound 1, loved episode 2, really disliked episode 3. So I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes from there. Uh, it does get better from there, and I will say it is, you know, it's not the best show in the world. It can be hit or miss. Um, but I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it if you stick it out. I think it's worth watching the whole season. Hawk is played uh, down by, do you, did you ever watch Blue, uh, Blue Mountain State? Yeah. Uh, Dad, yeah, it's the same yeah. guy. He plays Hawk in Titans. Did you uh, ever watch Friday Night Lights, Dom? That's actually a big gap and one thing I wanted to oh, go watch. But, yeah. I dude, love the movie. Such... Never seen the show. So, okay, you guys know I'm not a big into sports, and I'm definitely not, like, big into, like, you know, like, soap opera-y type dramas or, like, teen dramas or... Mm-hmm bullshit like that right so it wouldn't normally be up my alley but goddamn, is friday night lights incredible yeah, I love that's on my show. that's on my list because it's Same. it is a lila garrity she's the girl who plays dove yeah uh on episode three of young justice uh i'm liking it uh i'm not like super in love with it as in hit young justice season so, three yeah yeah Jared, you're, in. you're making me real happy with these reports uh yeah, I'm I'm not like disappointed by it or I'm not super excited. It's it hasn't hit the stride that like the other first two seasons did yet. You know what I mean? I know how Young Justice yeah. works. Like it's a lot of like getting you situated with the time jump, letting you know what exactly is going down, and then midway through the season is when there's a big thing that happens. So I'm still enjoying it, I'm still liking the show, but it's not like cr- anything crazy. And the third yeah. thing I began watching, I'm three episodes into which may eventually end up being my favorite anime of all time, along with all those other millions of goddamn Cowboy Bebop. I've never seen there it. There you go. It is Dude. so good. Like, oh yeah, it uh, is. It's like sci-fi. It's like stylized sci-fi. The jazz in it is so good. The fight Western. scenes are so good. The soundtrack is so good. It yep. is. It's a masterpiece. It is so good. Like, but Dom, you remember what you were saying about Spider Verse, where you're like, all these different pieces come together and they make this incredible. It's like a meal, right? Like, yeah. you can have a great burger, you can have great French fries, but when you have like everything that comes together and makes this beautiful meal, this beautiful masterpiece, that's what happens, I think, in both Spider Verse and Bebop. And we know you're not a huge, like, you're not as much of an anime guy as like we are, Dom. But I three episodes in, dude. I would suggest this to anybody. Bebop. Everybody's got to watch. What is Bebop. it about, though? I mean, the name tells so you literally nothing. It's, so Cowboy Bebop. Uh, Bebop's the name of the ship, right? That ship. they're on. He's. Uh, I'm only three episodes in, so I'll give you like the non-spoiler because I haven't really seen that much, right? Uh, he's a bounty hunter in space, and his sidekick is an ex-military bounty hunter as well. And each episode is uh, they're chasing after a certain criminal. I'm assuming there's going to be an overarching problem or antagonist that they run into hasn't yet happened Um, but the first three episodes are handling them chasing down specific criminals and they're in that loop of they need money to repair their ship but every time they solve something they end up having to pay extra costs for like um, Jet or uh, Spike Spike Spiegel's the main character breaking something accidentally it's so it's uh, it's sci-fi so it's set in space in the far-flung future has a very like jazzy vibe to it with the soundtrack and just the overall like animation of the characters um it's it's like uh like vice city meets 
like Mass Effect meets it's this weird amalgamation of all of these different things. It's incredible. The first episode will hook you undoubtedly because it follows. Sorry, where do I find it? Uh, Funimation is where I watch it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can get a month free. It's one of those sites. It's one of like the top. And it's anime only like sites. 26 episodes. Yeah, it's short. There's a tie-in movie that happens between, I think, like, episode 21 and 22. But it's only one season of a show. It only ever ran 26 episodes. And it's regarded as, like, one of the best anime. That's why I was super interested to watch it. Because we don't... It's not, like, prolonged seasons. Like, I love Dragon Ball, Dom. But it's, like, there's a lot of filler. There's so many episodes, right? This is only 26 episodes. The thing to note about anime movies is they rarely... Canonically tie in. Yeah. Canonically tie in. And it's pretty much the same here. But... Great movie, definitely worth watching. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, this probably is the greatest anime series of all time. You know, there's a reason why people talk about it the way that they do. There's a reason that it's uh, affected you in such a way in such a short uh, span of episodes, Jared, I think. Um, it really is a masterpiece. So, also. It's 20 plus years old, and the animation is some of the best I've ever seen. It, like, holds oh, yeah. up. It's incredible. Yeah. Dude, oh, dude. 90s anime, the way, when they were still hand-drawing it, is is probably the best there will ever be. Um, I will say, Jared, the uh, creator of the series, his next series after that is called Samurai Champloo, and it is every bit as good. So, you know how this is like a space western? Yeah. That's like samurai hip-hop. Ooh, cool. I've, I've, it's yeah. on my anime to watch list, Samurai Champloo. So yeah. I'll make sure now that I know it's made also by him, I'll move it up the list. Um, Dude, it is. It's people don't talk about it in the same way as Bebop, but I think it's right up there with it. And uh, yeah, Dom, I, I highly suggest giving it a chance, man. Uh, I don't you know normally recommend anime to you because I'm not. I know you're not a huge anime guy, but it's really dope. Also, Spike, the main character, fight like his animation fight style is very much Bruce Lee. It's really cool. I don't, um, I don't have anything I, I'm not like you know put off by anime just no no that was anime, right? but, yeah yeah that um, was just an additional thing like a, more icing on the cake of you know mm-hmm. getting you getting you to watch it because like I'm three episodes in and I'm I was like oh yeah it's over like in my opinion I was like oh this is overhyped it's probably going to be a good anime but you know how people tend to overhype things yada 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 sat down started watching it and I was like whoa like, <laughs> yeah it's one of those few things man it's one of those very few things that you hear about it forever, and you're like, oh yeah, I bet that's cool, but is The Godfather Part 1 really that fucking great, guys? And then you watch it, and you're like, holy fucking shit. Um, <laughs> you guys were right. So I have quite a bit of games to get to, and we're on a tight timeline today, so I'm going to get to those really quick. First off, uh, They Are Billions. Have you guys heard of this game? Nope. So They Are Billions was so. a PC game that uh, recently got ported a console. It was a big hit in 2018. It's a city-building RTS, uh, but it has an emphasis on like tower defense and survival. So it's based in like a steampunk zombie apocalypse, and you're basically building up a city from scratch, and you're you're trying to a build the city up and build a sustainable economy of people gathering wood and resources and all that stuff, right? While at the same time building defenses. Um, in, a, in a zombie apocalypse and every X amount of turns you'll get notification that a zombie horde is incoming 
and that's basically like the wave but even between waves you have random amounts of zombies coming towards your base and trying to take down your walls and stuff it is really difficult i'm playing on like the normal mode and i have yet to make it past 15 turns also i'm not very good with rts games to begin with so it's like not only am I doing this game that has a steep learning curve, I'm also not super familiar with the genre in general. It's just not my go-to um, that often. Um, there's a pause-unpause mechanics where you can like pause and do a bunch of actions and unpause and see them play out. So there is a good balance there because when the zombie hordes come in, they can be really fast or really slow. That's like one of my one hang-ups with the game is that sometimes the zombie hordes feel cheap because um, you, know, you spend... 20 minutes doing all of this stuff building up your camp building these walls setting up your army thing everything's going to be great and then a, a single wave of zombies ends your game and you have to start a new campaign so it kind of feels like i just spent all that time doing that for nothing you know what i mean um so it can it can feel pretty unfulfilling in that way i did like three or four campaigns total didn't make it past turn 15 uh and that's on normal i could the thing too with this game is it has like 12 difficulties uh Jesus like, Christ yeah there's like baby mode super baby mode toddler <laughs> mode like yeah uh which is <coughs> the, the other thing with the when you're creating a campaign is there's customizable options in terms of uh the setting right I only have the base like uh skin for the world there's like a couple so, more that you probably unlock with playing now Jared what do I love just as much as a dash button in video games? Extra options. Extra options, yeah. I was going to say a double jump, but I was like, no, that's not it. Um, double jumps are fine. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying to see. I wrote down notes so I wouldn't forget anything. It encourages multiple campaigns, but obviously I said that can also feel cheap and feels like you wasted your time. Uh, I What I will say, too, is with RTSs, you know, we often talk about, man, those are tough to port to consoles. This is one of the games that I guarantee you would probably be... It's The reason it blew up on PC is probably because that's where it plays best, right? It's not one of those RTSs that makes the jump to console and is necessarily also still great. Um, with the controls, it, it does the thing where it's a cursor moving on screen and you have to select stuff, which is fine, but you have to like fine-tune the mouse sensitivity and you have to move the screen around to make sure you're covering everything. And like with mouse and keyboard, you'd probably just have an easier time, you know what I mean? So... It's a, I would say it's like a swimming in sevens on console. Uh, I don't know if I'll get back to it. Uh, it's If you're looking, if this sounds interesting at all, I would suggest looking it up on PC because it'll probably play way better there. And that's probably why it blew up on PC. Um, it just doesn't seem like... It's a good experience on console, but it's not the best experience you can have with the game. Um, flying through some of these other ones. Uh, played some more Astroneer. Played some Civ 6. I got it on the Steam Summer Sale for like 15 bucks. Hopped into nice. that. I've always been a huge Civ guy, and I've been waiting for Civ 6 to be on a good sale so I can pick it up. Uh, played okay, through okay. with uh, Teddy Roosevelt on my first playthrough. Had to go American on him. Uh, oh, Teddy. I haven't finished my first campaign. I don't play the like the quick version. I play like the middle tier. So on Civ, you have like the elongated games. You have the quick games, and you have the ones that are like normal-paced uh, based on turns. I'm playing like the just the average game, so I haven't finished it yet. I play it here and there. Um, Speak softly and carry a big stick. Exactly. Uh, been playing some Moonlighter. If you follow kind of funny at all, you've heard Greg talk about this game. Probably the best gameplay loop I've played all year. 
You see, you go out, you, you know, you go oh, out, no. you explore these dungeons, gather a bunch of items, come back. Then you have the store to manage where customers come in and they buy products, and you have to make sure to list them for the correct prices. But there's also a mechanic of thieves. So thieves will come in, steal your product, and if you don't catch them by the time they hit the door, they're gone with your stuff. If you catch them, Damn. you get your stuff back and you can resell it. Uh, there's a bunch of upgrades for the the town as sure. well as their own shop. Do we have time for a quick story? Go ahead. Quick story. I, I will tell it quickly. I once worked in a GameStop. A man came in and started asking about a Nintendo 3DS. And he was speaking... I don't want to like profile this guy too much, but he's like very thuggish tones, I'll say. Very difficult to understand. And so as I'm like showing him the 3DS, he just takes it out of my hand and walks out the door. <laughs> wow. A uh, similar story. I When I worked at Best Buy, there was this guy looking at this really nice uh, Sony camera. A little too closely. This was this was the day that I was going in for training, right? I hadn't even started working yet. I was going in to go do the training stuff in the back. Uh, walking down with this guy who's going to be showing me the ropes. This In a swift movement, this guy goes to yank the camera out of... Because I don't know you guys have been to Best Buy. You know they like, attach him to like the metal thing and then to the wire so people can't just like jack him right well this right. guy was like well if i pull fast and hard enough this will come detached and i'll be able to get off scot-free whoa he goes and yanks the camera the metal slices his hand from the middle of his forearm all the way up to his oh. pinky and he lets go of the camera and books it out of the store spilling blood the entire way oh yeah God. do you know People, if he was man. ever caught or anything no clue no idea wow uh, so were the police called? Yeah, they called the police, but I don't, uh, the whole time I was there, we never saw him again. So he was like, wow. I don't know if he didn't come back because he was going to get arrested or if he was just embarrassed from being so stupid. Probably <laughs> one or the other. Um, back to Moonlighter. It, this The only thing bad about Moonlighter, great great uh, gameplay loop, really fun to play, hop in, hop out. You you can spend like you know anywhere between 15 and an hour with it, depending on how much time you have. It commits the cardinal sin of Xbox video games. Do you guys know what that is? No. It's achievements. That goddamn lighthouse button on the fucking controller, Jared. It doesn't. Its achievements don't end in a zero or a five. Oh. So you'll get like a twelve, a twelve achievement, a twelve gamer score achievement, a twelve. They're all twelve, which is even more frustrating. Um, so you have fuck? to get five of them to get sixty. So it, you know it evens out. Um, so that's frustrating, especially for somebody as OCD as me with my gamer score. I don't, it just, it doesn't look right if it's not ending in a zero or a five, which I also played Civ Civilization Revolution on Xbox 360 recently via backwards compatibility. And I forgot that one had the same issue. Uh, and then I recently played Overcooked on Xbox and you know, what Overcooked does just for starting the game, you get a one point gamer score achievement. I hated it. Yeah. So anyways, Moonlighter's really fun. Already talked about the Air Billions. We talked about what remains Edith Finch. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2, been playing a bunch of that. Really oh, enjoying right. it. Uh, the creator tools, are, creator tools are really good. I'll probably have some levels live in the next couple of weeks. I'm, I'm tinkering with them and figuring out what kind of mechanics I want to put in there. Um, it, it's just a blast. It's great. Uh I'll report on it more when I'm actually have like levels out in the wild and I start doing more of like the challenges and stuff. I'm pretty much just dabbling in the story mode and creating stuff, so not too much to report on there that I hadn't talked about before. Uh, Apex Legends started its new season. 
Uh, that's really fun. They had their new character come in, oh. Watson, who's like one of the most adorable characters ever in like a hero shooter or a battle royale game. Uh, the map completely changed, so there's like giant dinosaurs that were off the island that are now oh. stomping on the island. That completely changed a lot of the geography on the actual map, so that's pretty refreshing. Uh, the weakest gun in the game, the Mozambique, now has an attachment that makes it a stronger gun. It's obviously still not top tier, but it makes it viable. Um, there's daily challenges and weekly challenges that uh, incentivize you to play with different characters and try different guns, which I really enjoy. Um, it's like get uh, X amount, get five headshots with this character, get two downs with this character. So it's not even necessarily having to kill people. Get four headshots with this character. It just wanting you to try different characters and not have to be the most skilled person. Um, downs don't take that much to do. It's the actual killing. Like you know, once they're down, finishing them off that can get kind of sketchy. Um, and the weekly challenges incentivize you to go to different areas of the map. So instead of having your set places, it's like do X amount of damage in this place. So it incentivizes you to try new areas and um, instead of avoiding confrontation, go towards it, right? So really enjoying that, Apex Legends. It doesn't have the player base uh, that Fortnite does, uh, but from what Vincent Pella said about them wanting to have a healthy development culture and them not doing the Fortnite model, I think this was a really good update. Um, which, interestingly enough, on a side note, Fortnite's numbers have been going down pretty quickly on Twitch, which is interesting. Uh, League of Legends was the most watched game last month for the first time in a while. It passed Fortnite, so that's really interesting to keep an eye on in the weeks ahead. And I also, speaking of uh, Battle Royale, hop back into PUBG as well. It's still what it is. I, I prefer PUBG's gameplay over Fortnite. It's still the roughest of the three in terms of like actual quality of play, right? But it just I like that gameplay style, and I, I just like the, the comfortable nature of the hokiness of it to some extent um, because it isn't super uh, <laughs> well-designed. It's rough around the edges. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm thinking if there's anything else. My big thing was they are billions in Super Mario Maker, but not much to report there. And Civ 6, obviously. I'm looking at Watson here. <laughs> She's cute. But most adorable video game characters of all time. No, I, I was saying most one of the most adorable characters in a hero shooter or battle royale game. Hero shooter or battle royale, okay. Yeah. Okay. She's up there with, like, she doesn't beat Tracer or, or May from Overwatch. Don't get me wrong. But, like, she's easily the most adorable character in Apex, for sure. Her backstory yeah, is really sure. cool. So her dad is the one who created the arena that you play Apex Legends in. So she grew up around it. And her special is she creates these electrified barriers that you can either keep an enemy away from you, like zoning, or you can trap an enemy in if you're quick enough. She's really cool. Like, her, her even her character design has copper wire on her that she actually uses in the game with her animations. So, like, her character model has the items that she actually uses. It's, it's a really cool design. Um, she's definitely, like, a thirst trap type character. Like she's an American... Like, all hero shooters have. Yeah, she's an American, like, weeaboo character, right? Like, the... Exactly. We want you to come here for that. Um, so, that's pretty much it for what I've been playing. Before we head out and we just tell you what we're going to be playing next week, I had a quick, in honor of the 150th episode quiz for Jordan and Dom about controlled interests. So I'm going to ask you back and forth. It's a mix of straight-up questions I need answers and multiple choice. Um, what I will do is if the person who's initially asked the question doesn't get it right, the other person has a chance to steal it, okay? Oh, some theft going on. Only five questions apiece. 
uh, and we'll see how you guys do. We're starting off with Jordan, okay? Oh. Jordan, what are yes. the four main colors of controlled interests? Oh, uh, boy. So you got... Not so, You don't have to are be super... Looking... Like, for instance, the main color right. of controlled interests isn't first... Doesn't include a first word that's not a color. I'm just looking for colors and then, like, shades of them. So, like, light, dark, bright... You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. So there's gray. Okay. There's like a lighter green and a darker green? No, you're wrong. Like, no? Oh. No. So let's see if you can steal it. There's definitely gray, light green. So there's I just those were the colors. So there's just one green. There's okay. white. There's a gray and then a darker gray. Yes, I would have also accepted black. See, okay, black this is I I knew all those things, but I'm thinking like, <laughs> is white a color? Yeah, don't, don't worry about that. Like, <laughs> and like, is light gray and dark gray a color? You might say I took that 3ds right out of your hands, Jordan. So no, you definitely st- stole it, but that was I was. <laughs> yeah, it's don't worry. Because if, if we're getting technical about what colors are, <laughs> exactly. you know what I mean. Exactly. I'm not going to hold it against you. Don't worry. It, it, this isn't an SAT either. You're just, you know, figuring sure, out some sure. cool questions to ask you guys. Don't worry about Dom, it. Dom, if there's a train leaving San Francisco at 7.30 a.m. Uh, Dom, your question. Uh, there's a bonus to this. You'll get an extra bonus point if Uh-oh. you get the second part. Um, bonus. Which guest has made the most appearances? And for bonus points, how many appearances? <laughs> this is a good one. Um... It's definitely blessing. Is that your final answer? Yes. You are correct. And he has made... For, since we've done so many episodes, I'll give you it's less than 20. So that way Jordan knows that too if he wants to try and steal. Oh, less than 12. Well, Thanks. I can't steal his bonus, right? He's already answered the question uh, correctly. Yeah, you, you, can get, you can get a bonus. You can get, you steal the bonus for sure. He has made four appearances. Wrong. Jordan, oh, would you like no, to, no, your no. chances still? He's made... Eight appearances. You got it. <laughs> exactly. Really? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, he's been on eight times. You have to remember that he's been on the regular podcast four times, but he's also been on uh, E3 special E3 episode and, like, another thing we another special thing we did. Damn. Yeah, he's been on quite nice. a bit. Uh, next up, Jordan, your second question. Okay. This also has a bonus. Can you name like the month and year gray. we recorded episode one? And the specific day is bonus. Oof. I don't think I can pull the day out of thin air, but um, I think because the division came out in March of 2015. Yeah. Is that correct? I can't. Is that your final answer? So I'm going to say... And throw in a day just so we can see if you get the bonus or not. 16th of March, 2015. You got half of it right. So it did come out in March, but it, it was okay. not in 2015. It was in yeah, 2016. Yeah, I was going to say it's 2016. Motherfucker. Uh, because I can't give you like half points, so I didn't let you steal no, that, Dom. No, 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 no. Uh, 
uh, but Dom, you get the bonus point, which is the day. He didn't get the day. Do you want to guess a day? You have a one in thirty-one chance. Well, thirtieth because he guessed the day. Twenty-fifth. Wrong. The tenth. March tenth, twenty sixteen is the day we recorded episode one. Uh, who's Damn. evens? Dom, your second question. You're winning two one. Points don't matter. This is designed <laughs> as anyway. You're winning, but um, points don't matter. So this is your first. This is the first of the multiple choice questions. What wasn't one of Jared's most anticipated games for 2018 mentioned during episode 83? I'm going to give you the options and you choose one. Remember, most anticipated games for 2018. Ori and the Will of the what Wisps. What was not? Which, which one was not? Ori okay. and the Will of the Wisps, The Messenger, Metro Exodus, Trials Rising. The Messenger. Wrong. Jordan, really? I'm trying to steal. Yeah, repeat the answers. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Messenger, Metro Exodus, Trials Rising. Trials has got to be in there. Yeah, that's an easy one. So it's between Metro and Ori. I'm going to say Ori. Correct. We have a tie game. Boom. Uh, All tied up on the board. Jordan's favorite, uh, Jordan's question uh, favorite question. Jordan's first multiple choice question. What's my favorite okay. game of all time? Uh, before I give you the choices, because this is, isn't as like Fuck. specific as the previous question, you can get two points instead of one if you want to try to guess it off the top. It's or not, gimme. I can give you the multiple choice. Hold up. And Hold you can up. get one point for that. There's a fastball down the middle. I'm going to say Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Two points. Ding, ding, ding. That's what I'm talking about! Okay, Dom, your question. Uh, this one is pretty granular, so I can't give you the two-point thing. Uh, I mean, you can if you want to, but it's pr- likely not possible without multiple choices. Dude, this game is fucking intense right now. In episode, <laughs> uh, Dom, in episode 100, what reason did Jordan give for staying committed to the podcast? Whoa. Okay, I remember the conversation. You want multiple choice? Like I said, it's very granular, so I don't think you'd know it off the top of your head. What yeah. in the world? Okay, so A, he loves talking about games. B, the podcast is blackmail for a previous life of crime and sin. C, <laughs> it's a great C, it's a great weekly stress reliever for him. D, he has an alien overlord slightly off screen that demands he be present every week. Whoa. Well, I'm glad Lord I chose multiple Zenu, choices to hear close those by. Choices standing close by. <laughs> um Man, that is tough. Alien or um, gonna need I guess, an answer. Uh, yeah, we gotta go with. Uh, <laughs> he loves talking about games. Wrong, Jordan. Would you like to try and steal? Whoa. <laughs> I guess so. This is getting meta as fuck over here. Was answer C the one that wasn't Alien Overlords or C was stress reliever? Of my past? It's a weekly stress reliever for you. So C, okay. Uh, wrong. It was D. You said there was an Alien Overlord slightly off screen <laughs> that demanded you be present. <laughs> See, you know, he could have brainwashed me several times since then and wiped my memory <laughs> bank. Who I, knows what's happening? So right I went on brand. Re- 
I re-listened to episode 100 like at double speed because I wanted to get some questions like and answers right. Very nice. I was like, so really you heard me talk about this alien overlord like I'm a weird <laughs> alien. Yeah, exactly. It's really funny. Uh, who's odds? Uh, that was Dom's question, right? Yeah, that so was we're on Jimmy. Yeah. yeah, so Jordan during episode 50, Dom gushed uh-huh. nonstop about the new video game release he got his hands on. What game Whoa. was it? A I, I'm, I'm gonna give you multiple choices because I assume you can't say it off the top of your head because it's pretty granular. Should I? Can I get double points if I guess? Yeah, you can guess. But then, do I not get to nope. hear the other? Okay, let me hear the options then. A. Dark Souls. Three. Okay. B. Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. C. Horizon Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. D. Wolfenstein uh-huh. Two: New Colossus. And this is episode fifty. Episode fifty. Yeah. I was gonna Which say you can do the right. math. Pretty, and get narrowed it down. would have been spring 2017, mm-hmm. which means that uh, Horizon and Breath of the Wild had both come out right around that time. I'm going to say Dark Souls 3 2016, just making checking all my bases here. I'm going to say Breath of the Wild. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. Because Dom didn't know the beauty he held. When it came to Horizon Zero Dawn, ladies and gentlemen, game of the year, twenty seventeen. <laughs> I said Spoiler that question alert. up in a way. I said that question up in a way so that way you the, you knowing the math of it would help you out, but not yes, entirely because yes. you still would have to yes. choose between the two. So that's actually that's a great question. That's a tr- bit of a trick question because Horizon was absolutely my game of the year that year over Breath of the Wild, and I, I remember that it sticks out in my head because you know most people really? reverse. But at yeah. the time, as episode one, episode fifty, exactly. you were all over Breath of the Wild. So yeah. it was the question was very specific to that episode because it could have been the next week potentially that <laughs> the answer would have been different. Right? Yeah, I yeah. guess we probably would have played Horizon first, then yeah, because it came out just a few days prior. So you have a softball here that can help you catch up, Dom. Uh, once again, you can answer it off the top and get two points. The puzzle master, Jared. Yeah. Uh, Dom, <laughs> what game was featured as the topic of episode one? Oh, shit. You guys literally mentioned it like t- ten minutes ago. The division. Okay. Yes. So now we have a score that of four awful. to five. Jordan's up. Last two questions aye, here. Aye, aye, aye. There could have been multiple answers to that, right? He could yes. have just said any game that we talked about. Uh, it, well, the topic. Because remember, we used to have a specific topic at the end, and our topic oh, was gotcha. the vision. Uh, I had multiple choice options too, but he got it off the dome. Uh, nice. Your last question, Jordan, to build a lead. If you get this without yes. multiple choice, there's no way Jordan uh, Dom can catch up. If you get it with okay. multiple choice, he can okay. still catch up. Which franchise has been featured the most in thumbnails in the last year? See, this is Ooh, interesting because this thumbnails is in the last have. year. For the most part, anyways, you might look at the thumbnails. So. Uh, Jared, you did you fucking choice? count those? Uh, yeah, it's pretty. The last year we up- upload a podcast that's not a week, okay. and I okay, just look okay. at the picture. You know, that's thirty like, seconds. Yeah. Um. I was gonna do every episode, Dom, and then I was yeah. like, "No, too much <laughs> counting." Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, no, incorrect. Damn. Uh, Dom, okay. you can steal, but you can't get Dom multiple can choice. Steal. You can't get multiple choice, so Dom. So in the past year's time, or this year, 2019? The last 12 months. Okay. That's Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. What the hell else has been going on lately? I feel like I know what it is, maybe. 
Here's the thing. I will tell you this, Jordan, because this doesn't give it away for Dom. Cyberpunk uh, was tied for second with three thumbnails. God damn it. Oh. Fuck. Um, Cyberpunk. Uh, man, what do we talk about a fucking lot out here? Um, I'm going to give you five seconds. Anthem. Five. Wrong. Anthem. Uh, so wow. tied in second was Halo and Cyberpunk with three apiece. And tied in first place. Can I guess? Uh, you won't get points, but sure. Spider-Man PS4. Oh, yeah. Nope. Call of no. Duty. Call of Duty with four. Because remember all the issues what? with their studios and everything. Um, okay. And Mario with four. Because of the Nintendo Direct. Because Mario E3 in general. And, yeah, all that stuff. So Call of Duty and Mario gotcha. were tied with first. Uh, Dom, you can get this question with multiple choice and tie Jordan. Okay? You don't have to answer it off the top. Okay. How many episodes of the podcast have been shorter than one hour? Damn. I mean, this is such a hard question. Yeah. And I, so I could win though off the top of my head though, right? Yeah, but you can tie with the multiple choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. This is like, uh, this is like going for two on a touchdown. This right. is perfect. I didn't expect the game to go this way, but this is awesome. This is ultimate. Yeah. Dude, it's like yeah. the you, edge of my seat over here. Do you here. have a tiebreaker prepared? Uh, no, because it's oh, not about damn. the points. So if you guys end in a tie, we're all happy. I win. No, that's not I don't know about that, Puzzle I'm not master. kissing my sister today, fellas. Jesus Christ. Because there have been exactly three episodes shorter than one hour. Count it. Uh, I'll let you try and steal, Jordan. You're wrong, Dom. <laughs> Damn it. You lose. <laughs> I'm going to say just a general 45. Way too high. So the multiple yeah. choice options, Way I won't give high. you the correct answer. You, you both can get one more guess just for fun. And then we'll be real quick. Seven. How many episodes? A, 17. Oh, yeah. B, 15. C, 26. D, 8. 8. 26. 17. Damn. That many. I, hmm. It was 16, but then uh, Jordan and I's podcast two weeks ago when you weren't here, Dom, was less than an hour. Mm. So bumped mm. it up to 17. Um <laughs> That's it. Jordan wins. Uh, I think there was a good mix of questions where I would only really know the answer because of, like, I do the thumbnails, I do all this stuff, but then I added personal questions for you guys of, like, stuff you've said or stuff you've done, so that was pretty fun. 150 episodes down. We are the jam. Well played, sir. Good game. We're we're on a short timeline, so we're not going to spend too much time talking about what we're going to be playing, but for me... Um, more Super Mario Maker 2. I want to try to get some of those levels up to the online service. And uh, I'm either diving into Metro Exodus or uh, Shadow of War because I recently came out on Game Pass. Ooh. Uh, Game Pass, baby. Yeah, so that's pretty much it for me. Obviously, all the TV and other stuff, but don't want to go on that whole diatribe. Uh, what about you guys? Red Dead 2. Awesome. Noise. Jordan? Gentlemen, we are the champions at 150 episodes. If only I could escape this alien overlord who sits <laughs> barely off screen. Um, hopefully he will allow me to watch more Hannibal this week. And, um, you know, I think I might have played enough of Need for Speed. We'll see. It's it's a, a real loose deal here because, like I said, I've already played it a bunch and it's several years old at this point. Um, but it's fun putting on some some electronic music and driving around at night in that game 
so we might hop back in there. Um, shit, is Ultimate Alliance out this week? Uh, doesn't it come out the like the week of the twentieth? Because it comes out a couple of days before Maybe. Fire Emblem, right? Right. Yeah, and Fire Emblem's not this week, but um, I'll check so while you're finishing up. Try to decide if I'm getting both or either of those games. Maybe I don't know. Nineteenth um, crash. So not quite this week. No. Um, crash Team Racing is is uh, catching a vibe for me because I'm hearing some some great things about how skill based it is, which you know is probably my biggest problem with all the rubber banding in Mario. So um, that might get some, get some love from me. We'll see. But uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for continuing to listen for 150 episodes. Really great uh, that we were able to do that quiz. I thought that was really fun. Um, if you can, please follow us on iTunes. Leave a review. It definitely helps. Uh, we're on Google Play as well. On YouTube, you can subscribe. Hit the bell notification so you know whenever we upload a new video. I'm trying to get the podcast on Spotify because it's like the easiest place to listen to stuff. Um, also, I know neither of you really play games on your PC, but the new Xbox Game, par- uh, game Bar is actually pretty cool. Um, like the options you have to game customize bar. your play space while you're playing on your PC. You can like even overlay Skype, which is really dope when you're just trying to listen to some music and play. So it's, it's and Whoa. with like a fi- all Final Fantasy soundtracks were recently put on Spotify, um, which I've never really played any of those games, but their soundtracks. So really good. since you mentioned it, Jared, I saw you know they did their E3 conference and they had this like commercial where the girls like picking all these different songs on a streaming service right in the restaurant or whatever. Why is it only Final Fantasy? Why isn't it all of Square Enix? Because I still can't get my fucking Kingdom Hearts shit going, dude. Like, what the fuck? I don't know, I'm man. It's, it's Square Enix. There's so many questions about them. <laughs> That's one of the many questions. Bullshit. About uh, catch us next week for episode 151. We're going to return to our normal format of talking about what, we're, what we've played. Then we're going to talk about the news. Um, there's some stuff we're going to be talking about that won't be brand new. I want to talk to you guys about uh, the Nintendo Switch Lite. And uh, a couple of other things that I kind of held for our return to form next week. See you guys then.